You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Victory Monday! Welcome, welcome, welcome to this edition of Victory Monday on No Credentials Required, where again, you don't need a press pass to talk sports, especially if you're a New York Jets fan. And again, as always, we are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. As for me, I'm Ryan McCarthy, and the man to my right is the probably the biggest Jets fan in South Florida. We got my buddy. Sauce Goldstein. <laughs> I call him Danny. <laughs> Danny Golds, how are we doing tonight, bud? I love Victory Mondays, especially Victory Mondays and a divisional win and statement wins that let the people know, even with all our injuries, the Jets are nothing to be effed with. Let's go. We're also joined by the uh, show mascot Tagalong. We're going to talk this victory over the Buffalo Bills, we're talking about the bye week. I mean, we're in a bye week, and it's six and two, and six and three. And Dan, we're not talking mock draft. We're not talking. We're talking playoffs right now. We're more likely to talk about getting the number one seed in the AFC than we are to get the number one draft pick in the draft. That is a oh complete one eighty over the last decade for what we've dealt with as New York Jets fans, and I, for one, love it. Me too. I welcome, Me too. I welcome it for years to come. I welcome this feeling for years to come. Yeah, me too. Me too. And even with all the injuries that happen and all the stuff that's gone on with the with the with Elijah Moore and the infighting, and not the infighting so much, but uh, the vocalizing, I would say. And Denzel Mims watching wanting out, but he's contributing more and more. And all the stuff that Zach Wilson's been going through, so going his through his growing pains. I'm so happy to be at six and three to be at six and three a, and I, I saw a tweet by Rich Samini, who again, not every Jets fan's favorite beat writer, but he says that the Jets have a 72% chance at a playoff spot as of right now, after week nine. From what I understand too, the Jets have like top 10 odds to actually win the Super Bowl. What? 
what world do we live in right now? This is crazy. This is crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was I mentioned this on Snowman in the morning this morning. I said it's a great week. It's a great day. I, I, I've had a great day. I actually also mentioned some my New Jersey Devils podcast. I said, look, the Jets win. My CFL team, the Montreal Alouettes, win. My New Jersey Devils, my hockey team's on a six-game tear right now. First place in the Metro Division. For me, life is good as a sports fan. That works out well for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, me, I don't have a basketball following. Don't, I don't, don't follow really basketball, basketball. Nah, yeah. I, I was since Jordan retired. I'm like, nah, not for me. Yeah, don't have a baseball following. That same thing. It's like, ah, whatever. My Panthers was more fun last year than it has been this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll change it around. But it doesn't matter. The only team I truly care about is the one that's in my heart, the one that I bleed for. That's the New York Jets. Yep. And they're one of the yeah. best teams in the NFL right now. I, I got to say, I'm a, hor- I'm, a horrible, I'm a horrible Jets fan because I, I really didn't watch the first half yesterday. And I didn't start listening until the third quarter. I was doing because I was doing some yard work. I was listening to an audiobook. And I had just looked at my phone. One of my brothers texted me and said, and said, because I, I my, my oldest brother is a Giants fan. My other older brother, he's a Bills fan, and I'm a Jets fan. So That's wild. my oldest my oldest brother, who's you know Giants fan, by a week, he's got nothing to talk about. He says, uh, you know. Why are you guys so quiet? It's it's eerily quiet between you guys. And come to find out, my my other brother really didn't watch the game either. Uh, he was just kind of paying attention here and there. And I was out doing yard work, and I didn't start listening until the fourth quarter. And, of course, as soon as I start listening, the Bills kick a field goal. Uh, the Jets go on a, a great field position on a really bad kickoff. Three and out. Three and out. <laughs> And the Bills punt it deep, and they punt to their four to the Jets' four yard line. And they figure, all right, this is going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those games where I start listening, and I start listening, and then they're going to screw up. But all of a sudden, they go on that that that, that six plus minute drive. It was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful to listen to. I'm listening to Bob with shoes and Marty Lyons doing his thing, doing their thing. I, I personally I love Bob Shoes and he's my favorite radio guy right now. Um, he is really period. good. I've been listening to a period. lot of his clips and it's pretty awesome to listen to. Yeah, between him and Kevin Harlan, I don't know who, which one I love. I love more. Yeah, I, I mean, I you know, being from, again in Florida, I don't really listen get to listen to the ESPN New York radio very much, but I might have to in the days where I just can't figure out a way to get the game to stream on my phone. Well, I was but, gonna say NFL Plus. That's why, that's why I, that I have do, a subscription to NFL Plus. But that doesn't do live. Like, I don't think I can live. I can't watch this stuff live. Yeah, you can. I can't watch every game live. It doesn't work like Sunday Ticket. There's, like, restrictions to it. You can. I can't watch Jets live because I'm not in their market. But you can listen to the games. Right. I could listen to the game, yes, which, you know, I might. I don't I'd know. rather listen, especially if, especially if there's a game where they have Spiro Didi says they're uh, – as the D commentator, I can't stand with Spiro and Archibald. Are the nobody can. Painful. They've only had them once this year, though. They've only had them once. So the more games, the more the more wins they stack up, the more they'll get the Nances and the Ian Eagles and the Kevin Harlins and the Greg Gumbles. I'm okay with that. 
Keep it going. Keep it going. We need to start getting – the NFL needs to look into flexing the Jets in the prime time. I have a feeling they're going to do that in week 11. Or week – sorry, week 14. Week 14. Because that's when the Broncos play again in prime time. The Broncos are horrible. Yeah, that needs to go, and, man. That Broncos – we've had enough of the Broncos, man. This is crazy. Yeah. That needs to go. Yeah, and from that's what I understand, the the NFL can flex games out, but they ask the uh, – they ask – CBS and Fox, which games they want to keep. And I'm a feeling that the CBS may want to keep Jets Bills, especially the way those teams are both our teams are playing right now. It'll be the game of the it'll be the game of the week and be totally Nancy Romo. Like just like this pat this last one is. Yep, it'll be Nance, it'll be it'll be Jim Nance and Tony Romo uh at the one on the one o'clock game, unless 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 the unless the NFL can somehow convince CBS to do that game at a, at a at like a four twenty five kickoff, make it their that prime time game for the week, and then switch the Jets and Bills over to uh, Sunday night. I don't know the logistics. All I know is that they better do something because the Jets deserve a hell of a lot more than we did a one crappy little Thursday night prime time game. It's been over four. I think I I think I saw a stat somewhere. I think I think on Twitter, NYJ Matt is the one that does it. It's been over four thousand days since the Jets have played on Sunday Night Football. I'm actually looking up that fact right now. Yeah, if you look up, if you look up like NYJ Matt, he has it somewhere. He keeps he keeps a count on it. He does it. He updates it every month, and he updated it today, if I'm not mistaken. So you should see it in some of his more recent tweets. So I'm looking. At Cold Iron made a comment a couple minutes ago, wanting to know how you how did you guys end up splitting allegiances like that, you and your brothers? That's a okay. So yeah, thank you, Cold Iron. I appreciate you chiming in. Uh, the reason why we split allegiances like that was that when I was born in New Jersey, we we're all of us kids. We were born in New Jersey, and when my parents had us move to New York in 1980, all the way back in 1985, it's pre-internet days, Dan. This probably before you were born. But, uh, That's correct. Was, I'm an '86 baby, so yes. Yeah. So my par- my mom said, "All right, we are a New York family now. We all have to root for New York teams." So I, I've been rooting for the New York Jets since I was four years old, and it was really subjective on how I became a Jets fan. Is because Kurt the Frog was my favorite Muppet because he was green, and the Jets wore green. That's how we become a Jets fan. So. <laughs> you, don't, you didn't know that? You, I never told you that, Dan? You never told me that story, no. You never That's told me that story. That's how we became a Jets fan. That's oh how we became goodness. a Jets fan in cold iron. He's crying. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Kurt the Frog is my favorite Muppet because he was green, and green was my favorite color. So I figured, all oh right, God. I'm going to root for the Jets. So my <laughs> oldest brother is a Giants fan. He's been a Giants fan forever. And when we moved to New York, my brother, my other older brother became a Bills fan because of the New York team. And it's like, all right, I'll work for New York team for the Bills. I think he was just doing it to be contrarian, but he's been a fan ever since. And, you know, good on him. Uh, we were all Yankees fans primarily for most of our lives. I, my hockey team became the New Jersey Devils because I wanted a connection back with my home, my original uh, home in New Jersey. I caught the fever in 1988 when they went to the uh, Wales Conference Final. So 
But yeah, that's how we split our allegiances, Cold Iron. Thanks for the question. Really do appreciate it. And if you're watching right now, if you want to comment, and Dan's still smiling over the fact that like, that's the reason why I chose the Jets. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's 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 a funny story. But hey, I'm I'm still a Jets fan forty plus years later. So a smile through the that's pain. It. So all the pain. So it's all it takes. Yeah. So I've got some awards to give out and i think it's 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 i think we it's probably time we do some mid-season awards for our new york jets let's start off with the with the with the team mvp i think it, i think i'm pretty sure we had the same answer here dan who's your team mvp for this going as far into this season quinn and williams yep that yep exactly for sure why quinn and williams I mean- I mean, like, look, Sauce and DJ Reed are like right there as well. I mean, and and mm-hmm. and AVT would have been right there as well had he not gotten hurt. Right. But I mean, what we're literally watching Quinnen do is damn near unprecedented. I mean, he is literally hitting elite Aaron Donald level type production and pressure and statistics. And it is just an absolute amazing, amazing leap he's taken from his first three years in the league into this one. And I mean, you know, this is the Quinn and we all were waiting for. This is the Quinn mm-hmm. that we all wanted to see. This is the Quinn that, you know, that we saw on film and that, you know, everybody knew he could become. It just took him a little bit longer than we thought. But I think that he just needed to have the right coaching staff and pieces around him so that he could flourish without having to worry about getting all the attention. And he has been just an absolute revelation. He's an absolute monster. He's unstoppable. I'd put him up against anybody at this point um, and would have zero zero doubt that he's going to win the majority of those matches, no matter who, who he's lined up against, be it Zach Nelson, uh, Quentin Nelson or um, Zach Martin or any other elite interior player, Creed Humphrey, you know, any of those guys, he would, I, I feel like he would just dominate no matter who gots in front of him and, it's it's just awesome to see. You know, he's up to seven sacks already on a season. He's already tied his career high mm-hmm. in sacks, and he's got a whole another half of a season to go. You know, he's it's, it's just he's number one DT in in in, in a D, a D, a interior D lineman in, in a lot of a lot of metrics from pressure, from I think total pressures, pressure rates, uh, pass block, pass rush win rates. I, I think he's just he's just dominating. He's just dominating, and it's been amazing. So I think. While Sauce and DJ Reed certainly deserve to be right in that conversation, I think you got to give it to, to Quinn Williams. He's playing at a he's playing first team All Pro level. Yeah, no, I absolutely positively agree with this selection of Quinn Williams being Player of the Year for the New York Jets this far. I mean, his this season, he was bound to have a breakout season sometime at some at some point. Whether it was supposed to be, la- it was I thought it was supposed to be last year. But apparently right. we were a year too early, as I think a lot of the Jets personnel, they needed a year, uh, especially on the defense, they needed a year to get used to Robert Sala's system. What's Sala and Ulbrich, and also Jeff Ulbrich, we can't forget him. We got to give him a ton of credit, too, for this defense. And just seeing what they how they can adjust to this new defensive scheme that Robert Sala brings in, where it's heavy pressure and shut down corners and shut down secondary. Yeah. It's a, it's year, good been... year for, it's a good year for them to, to just, to get used to it. And now the, now the, now the, now their, 
that savings is turning into dividends and the dividends are are huge huge i needed they needed that help on the back end so that the quarterbacks had to hold the ball that extra second longer the bryce mm-hmm. hall the bryce halls and brandon eccles and you know those guys of the world while excellent cb three fours fives aren't cb1 material and all those slants and quick outs were allowing these quarterbacks to get rid of the ball within two seconds and you know the mm-hmm. pass rush land home so i think now with a healthy carl lawson you know being a, an absolute force off the edge causing a lot of discomfort on the quarterback's blind side has and then sauce and dj reed being the it's not even an argue at this point being the top cornerback duo in the in the nfl thus far uh mm-hmm. through the first half of the season it's really allowed the defensive line to to feast and you know you saw the whole thing happen when uh quinn and aaron white cotton got into their blow up i think what was that week three against cincinnati right that was week three against cincinnati yeah and then ever since ever since then you know the four-man rush is just killing it i mean they are killing it this is an elite it is an elite level pass rush and defense in every facet of the word right now and it's just uh i mean i don't know that excuse me it's right up there with uh it's right up there with rex's defense of 2000 uh, 2009 2010 yeah, if right not better, now, with better with yeah. better talent, really. No, absolutely, absolutely. And right now, the Jets are in fifth place in the NFL in team sacks with twenty six. Who do that? That's crazy to me. Yeah. You know, fifth fifth place. I mean, and they and they started slow. You know, if yeah, they could. I, I made a bold. Yeah, I made a bold prediction at the beginning of the season. I said this team's going to end up. This team's going to one up top ten in sacks by the end of the season. Right now, they're top five. Yeah, and I mean, imagine if they could have started off the gate a little bit better in those first three weeks. You know, the pass yeah. rush was like non-existent against Baltimore and against Cleveland and against uh, Cincinnati. You know, they were they were slacking. I think what they have, I think they had like four sacks through the first three weeks or some some yep. some ungodly low number. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Zach that's came back. That's when they're doing the rotation. That's when they're still doing yeah. that rotation. Like, yeah, we're gonna keep guys fresh. We won't keep guys fresh in the fourth quarter. This and that. It wasn't working. No, I mean and that's whatever. all well and good, but I mean you can't have Quinn and Williams playing like fifty-eight percent of the snaps. Like you got to nope. have Quinn and Williams in there from seventy-five to eighty percent of those snaps, so that he mm-hmm. can really feast. Like he don't need that much breaks. Like you don't. He don't need to be that fresh. Like he can, he can handle it. Like let him prove it to you. And ever since then, he's, I mean, he's crushing it, man, crushing it. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, for this this part this far in the season, he's our he's our team MVP, and I'm pretty sure he's there's consideration, there's quiet consideration of him being defensive player of the year this year in the NFL overall. If he keeps up this pace with the quarterback pressure he's had, the tackles for loss, the sacks, I think he he's in. I think not only is he is he in consideration, but he's the he's the prime candidate for defensive player of the year. I think he's right there. I mean, I, th- I think he's absolutely right there. I think Matthew Judon's probably right there. I mean, Matthew Judon's got 11 and a half sacks already this year. He got three more yesterday and in, in against, against the Colts. So I think Matthew Judon's got to be right up there with his sack numbers already halfway through the season. I think there's a few others, you know, that are certainly going to be deserving. But, Ray, I mean, it's got to be, you know, Quinn Williams has got to be in one of the first three names you mentioned. 
when you're talking about mm-hmm. defensive player of the year thus far in the NFL. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's move on to rookie of the year for the Jets. And I think, again, we're going to be on the same – we're on the same page here. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Come I mean, this con- the, the contribution – He's rookie, He's rookie of the year, of the year offense. He's rookie of the year offense or defense across the entire NFL. We don't even need to talk about the Jets right now. He's been the best rookie overall in the NFL. Yeah. He's been and up to, up until he got hurt. Brees Hall was that guy. Yeah. Was well, I mean, Sauce, I, I, I still would have put Sauce as the better. I still would have put Sauce as overall rookie of the year above Brees with mm. what he was doing because cornerback is so much more difficult to transition to than running back in the NFL. Yes. So I still would have given the nod to Sauce if they had both continued their trajectory moving forward, but it would have been it would have been a lock. Jets getting the offense and defensive rookie of the year. It's unfortunate Brees went down because now it's probably going to be Kenneth Walker, uh, deservedly yeah. so because he's been yeah. just as nasty as Brees has the last five weeks. But yeah, and Garrett man, Wilson would have been a close second if he could get more touchdowns. But right now he's eating up yards. They're coming. Uh, Zach They're Wilson's coming. primary target. <clears throat> They're coming. I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about Garrett Wilson and the offense as long as they continue with the uh, the similar game plans that they just did this week against Buffalo. They're going to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. Speaking of player of the year, on let's, let's talk about the offensive player of the year right now for the Jets. And in your mind, I mean, Brees Hall was that guy until unfortunately he got hurt against uh, against Denver. And you can also say Elijah Bear Tucker until he got hurt against against Denver. Um, in your mind, who's the offensive player of the year? Would you still give it to Brees, or would you give it to somebody else? I mean, how do you, it's tough to give it to. It's, I guess, still, it's Brees's, but I mean that can't last. He can't be the player no. of the year on offense through you know through six games or seven games, whatever it was. So, I mean, I guess right now it's got to be. Shoot, it's gotta would, be it's gotta be Garrett Wilson. I would say it's a toss between Garrett Wilson and Ty Conklin. Mm, Conklin's right. been good, but Conklin's had a lot of issues with his with his drops. And I mean he's kind of streaky. You know, he's he's been kind of streaky, but I mean the offense is streaky. It's not a yeah. it's not a powerhouse, you know, three hundred yards, you know, everyday type of an offense. So I it's tough. I would say it's tough to give it to Conklin. At the moment, Conklin's been very good for most of the season, but you know he had his issues moving forward. I mean, it was, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I it's would really, say based really on, you well, could almost I would say based on his contribution now uh, as a t- his solidifying tight end because that position was a rotating was a was a rotating door for the last couple of seasons, and I think with yeah. both him and Uzama, uh, I would say. Conklin more because he's played more games, but they've both solidified that tight end position. Jeremy Record will get his shot. He'll get his chances uh, eventually when he comes off of injury. Uh, but I, I would say t- I would say Ty Conklin's probably second on that team in terms of Player of the Year, just because he he's helped solidify that tight end position uh, for the Jets. You know, I think a dark horse candidate actually right now has to be Nate Herbig. 
I think when Nate mm. Herbig is done since entering the lineup to come in yeah. when all the injuries hit, Navy T had to move out of guard into tackle. Mm-hmm. I think, man, you got to give Nate Herbig a huge credit. I mean, he's, I mean, he's not, you know, a world beater. He's not going to be a Pro Bowler, but man, he's really been a solid, solid right guard thus far. He's not making a lot of mistakes. He's pulling very well. He's passing off his assignments very well. He's catching stunts. I mean, very little. There, the interior, the interior has given up very little pressure over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, that Patriots game is more, more Zach was more Zach's fault than the interior than the offensive line's fault when it came right. to the. <clears throat> excuse me, when it came to the pressure. So I don't know. I think a dark horse thing could be Nate Herbig at this point. Just you know, because you were just expected to be depth, and you're coming in, and not only are you starting, but I mean, you're quality starting. And that's been that's been very big for the Jets' continued um, continued success that they've had running the ball and so and so forth. Right, and and same with pass protection too. I mean, I mean, for the I'm still waiting for that clean sheet, that clean sheet game. They, they almost had it last week against the Patriots. They give up that very late sack uh, right as they're driving down the field, and they, they let two sacks get by yesterday, um, but. That, I'm, I'm that still waiting for that clean sheet. That last sack on the third on the third and goal though in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was a smart sack to take. That it wasn't no, there. No, I agree. They got I in. I mean, they got that was a perfect call for Buffalo to be aggressive with the coverage that they had. <clears throat> that was a perfect call. I can't. I don't really fault the offensive line for that one. I mean, that was. No. I don't think I've ever been happier to see a sack. If you want like an honest opinion as far as that goes, because it showed. Zach maturing, not trying to force anything, not trying to do, you know, a backwards scramble drill where he had really nowhere to go. Like he just, he sucked it up. He took it, he cradled it and they, he allowed the, the Jets to kick the field goal. And, you know, there was just a great call by Buffalo. I don't really put that, that that sack was just a great, perfect play call for the situation that, that the Jets had Buffalo in. So I don't really, I don't really put that to them. You know, and then the other one, the fumble, obviously, I mean, you're, Vaughn Miller's got a he's gonna win at least, at least a couple snaps a game. So I mean, you know, that's 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 to be expected. Right. No, I mean I'm 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 hoping for a clean sheet. I think their best shot is against either the Lions or the Bears in two weeks. Probably the uh, Bears. With, probably the Bears, especially with the having Bears. them them having given up Robert Quinn and uh, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. In consec- almost consecutive days, yeah, that might be that might be their best shot there. So let's talk about the rest of the season. Right now, it's a, it's a bye week. It's a bye week, and it couldn't have come at a better time because, uh, unfortunately, Sheldon Rankins has gone for four to six weeks. Uh, but Corey Davis will probably be back in the lineup after the next week uh, with his uh, with his problems. But looking forward to the schedule. Take a look at the schedule. They're at New England in week 11. And they're back home against the Bears. They have two road games against the Vikings and the Bills. The Lions, the Jaguars at home. And then they finish the last two weeks of the season against a, a much better Seattle team than anyone expected. And the For Miami real. Dolphins. That game is a TBD. So if there's going to be another flex game in the schedule for month, for Sunday night football, that game against Miami, which could possibly be a decider 
of a playoff berth for either of those teams could be a flex game on Sunday night in Jan- on Jan- in Jan- on in uh, early January. So, but realistically, looking at the schedule, Dan, where do you see it? Do you see a trap game? Do you see a lot of wins? Where do you see? Where do you see some trouble? I mean, objectively, look, taking a look at it. I don't know if I necessarily think of anything as a trap game because a trap game necessarily thinks like trap game thinks like you're already the week ahead of that team because you expect mm-hmm. to walk all over them. A trap game, like a perfect excuse for a trap game would have been like how the Patriots played the Colts this week if the Colts had won because yeah. the Patriots weren't even worried about the Colts. They like loafed through practice because of the Colts situation with Sam Ellinger and their, then their whole defense being garbage so that would have been the trap game. I don't think the Jets are taking anybody lightly. I mean, I think it's very obvious from the things Salah has said in the locker room has said is that every week, every week they're preparing like it's the Super Bowl. You know, they're going in, you know, expecting to win, and they're putting in the prep work to make sure that they do everything in their power to win. So I don't know if I necessarily see any trap games, but I do see games that are probably harder than expected. I mean, obviously, divisional games always have that extra bite to them. So yeah. you can't count out any of the divisional games, no matter, you know, no matter what you think. Chicago, Justin Fields is certainly ascending. And, um, you know, although the Jets did a great job against Lamar Jackson, you know, you almost essentially have to put in put into place the exact same game plan, game plan to stop the run and have him try and, you know, beat you with his arms. Yeah. Um, luckily, Chicago doesn't have quite the weapons that Baltimore does. So... You know, I well, they got a guy who does like, TikTok videos yeah. in the middle of. A, they do have a guy who does TikTok videos uh, pregame in the middle of the field. <laughs> I don't know how much that helps your football team, though. Uh, it doesn't. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Lions should be Lions should be a victory. I mean, I don't see any. You know that that defense is so bad. That defense is so bad, and Jared Goff doesn't doesn't scare anybody, especially. How did they pull off that one against the Packers yesterday? Dude, the Packers are in free fall. The Packers are in absolute free fall. I don't they're they're I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers has probably had enough. I think Aaron Rodgers may pay back his majority of his signing bonus and retire one year into this four year extension he just signed. Because I don't think he's gonna want to be a part of a rebuild because they're looking like they are trending in that direction. I'm almost a little surprised the Packers weren't bigger sellers. Um, but I don't think they're ready to admit they're in the middle of a rebuild yet. But I think they'll have. I think a few trades will be done in the off season for the Packers to regain some draft capital and shed some contracts. Hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the Lions are definitely definitely should be a victory. Minnesota's got to be a tough game, man. I don't know. You look at Minnesota's roster, and I mean, like, they're not like an overly scary team on paper, but they just are figuring out ways to play quality football week in and week out better than you expect every week they're playing better than you expect them to play and justin jefferson obviously is a stud but you know i'm not worried don't let being treated for pain be a pain come to downtown's healthcare 950 17th street in denver find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery without drugs call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown and um I don't know. Kirk Cousins don't scare. Don't scare. Don't scare. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, especially with that shirt. Was, especially with that shirt off on the plane from yesterday's <laughs> win in Washington. God. <laughs> I, 
I'm not scared of like with with our secondary and pass rush now. Like I'm not scared of any quarterbacks really that we have to face at this point. I mean, the only one that would really truly worry me would probably be Mahomes. Now that I know we can beat Allen, like I, the only one that probably worries me is Mahomes because Mahomes just has this ability to do crazy shit when he's running around doing doing whatever he does. So he's about the only one that I would still be concerned about at this you, point. But I mean, I we don't beat anybody. Looking at the you know looking at the schedule, we talk about flex games. I think, I think, they can flex out India at Dallas for Jets at Vikings. I mean, that would be because Indianapolis is terrible. Dallas is yeah, eh, Dallas right. is Dallas. Dallas, Dallas is a draw. Is they're America's they're America's team with you know arguably a top three defense. Micah Parsons is amazing. You know, Dak Presk, the, the offense is very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? The offense is very um, – oh, my God, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't I can't think of the word I'm looking Balanced. for at the moment. Balanced. That, that wasn't the word, but, I mean, like, their oh. offense is very um, – shit. That drives me nuts that I can't think of the word I'm looking for. You want to you you just want to see what kind of what offense is coming out that week when it comes to Dallas because it can go either way, it can go either way. They could absolutely suck or they could ball out, and you just never know until the game until the game's going. So Dallas is very like divisive like that. You kind of want you kind of want to see which Dallas is coming out to play. I, I understand, but I would also say that Indianapolis is hot garbage. Some, is 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 hot garbage right now, and yeah. NBC does not want hot garbage teams on their television on Sunday night. They've had that before. They've had that twice this year with Denver. I know. No way we got to another see them one. again. I think we got another one coming up soon for Denver, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, Denver is in week 14. That's the only time they're on primetime for the rest oh, of the year. Is that the last time? That's the last time, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, they deserve to be flexed out. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, man, we could should are we gonna win every game? Highly, highly unlikely. Can we win every game? Absolutely. Undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, the, the back when I saw the when I saw the schedule released and I saw the back end of the schedule, I thought initially this could be the best part of the schedule. I mean the the, the first four weeks of the season were gonna be rough with AFC North team, AFC North teams. Then you play three division opponents. That was the one. That was the one hurdle. I mean, there were two. There were there were two hurdles the Jets had to get through this year. They had to win in September, which they did in Week Two, not right. miracle. And they had to win a division game, and they did that. They walloped Miami. The third hurdle right now, beat New England. Oh, that's the biggest hurdle they have to climb. They have to jump over this year. They gotta beat New England, and they got okay. a shot in two weeks. Gotta I think get they're, mo- they're motivated as hell. They know that game got yeah. away from them. They were the better team on the field that day. They're yep. better overall in every facet, you know, when it comes to New England. They know that that one slipped away due to just some unfortunate, unfortunate play from, from Zach Wilson. So, you know, the, the defense is, is going to be – everybody's going to be so additionally motivated to coming off a two-week – you know, a bye week on top of it too – to really kind of confusing game plan around that everybody's going to be healthy. 
everybody's going to be uh, – it's going to be a bloodbath in New England. It's going to be a bloodbath. I fully expect the Jets to dominate that game. Like, I expect them to dominate. There ain't no way we're only rushing for 50 yards again. There is no, no way that's happening. And they rushed for 174 against one of the best run defenses in the in, – I mean, I scoring defenses in the league. I think they were the number one run defense in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 174 I, too. Yeah. Without Brees Hall, without AVT. Yep. And OT. Yeah. What are we on? OT six and Obwehi. OT six, OT seven. Yeah. You know, we're with we're on OT four with Dwayne Brown and OT six or seven with Obwehi at this point. You know, backup guard. Well, are are Fant and Mitchell supposed to be coming back after the bye week? Theoretically. I mean, Mitchell Mitchell definitely sounds like he's coming back. I don't know about Fan. Fan was so bad when he was on the field that I don't know if Fan's actually going to get back into the lineup. I honestly don't know. I think Fan's going to stay depth. He was he was he was you know he was putting a lot of negative things on Twitter in the beginning of the season too, complaining about not being paid and all that kind of stuff. And then his play when he came out to start the season. I don't know. I fancy I to me to me if I had to take a shot, if I had to take a guess, I'd say Fan is kind of in the doghouse and he's gonna and he and he's and he's probably just gonna be depth. I think they're more likely to keep Brown in at left tackle and probably wanna go back to Max Mitchell. That's my guess. Yeah. But I guess yeah, we'll know more as the we'll know more as the next couple of weeks go by. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm really happy that Max Mitchell's gonna come back soon because he was playing really well. Uh, in his first two weeks, and you expect a fifth round pick out of a group of five school to not succeed. That oh, sorry, four. My bad. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. So again, a group of five school. I mean, Sauce Gardner, group of five school. Max Mitchell, group of five school. It's all those group of five schools you don't expect to have much talent that make the biggest difference on this team. It's been again. It's just you know it, you're starting to realize that too that it, you you got to stop scouting the school and actually start scouting the player. Scout the player. You know, like Scout you have to like you got to take the school aspect out of it here at this point because, I mean, if you did that, then like a guy like Ali Marpit for Tampa Bay would have had zero business ever being in the NFL. I mean, shit, he went to Division three Hobart. Hobart, and he and he turned Shout into a pro and he turned into a multi. And he yep, turned into my a boy <laughs> yeah. He turned into a multi-time Pro Bowler. I mean, you gotta scout the you gotta scout the player. You can't scout you can't scout the um the school anymore. You know, and I yeah, think that's Sauce what that's and, what McCagnan did. Guys. That's what Mike, that's what Mike McCagnan did. He shopped all the big schools, shopped all oh, the Power he, Five school yeah, schools, and the old, the lone survivor right now is Sheld, is uh, 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 Quinn Williams. He's a lone survivor. Of that draft class, yeah. all those draft from classes, from all of those draft classes. That's well, and Nathan Shepard. Nathan oh, Nathan Shepard from, from Fort Hayes State. From Fort Hayes State. Fort Hayes State. Little bit all of right, baseball. So, news. A little bit of breaking baseball news came out. Apparently, Aaron Judge just inked a massive monster deal. He did. I don't know. I didn't see the team. I mean, again, I'm well, not a I, baseball fan, but I got a little notification here. But I'm assuming well, it's got to be the Yankees, right? Well, I, I would have to think so. I mean, I know he just got he he just got a um, he was nominated. He was one of the finalists for league MVP. 
But yeah, it looked like it, SNY just as a tweet for SNY just came up something like a seven year, three hundred twenty million dollar deal or some something like that. Oh my gosh, big for you. Yeah, yeah, they uh, <laughs> they keep Aaron Judge, and that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid he was going to go back to back to the uh, back to the West Coast, but you know I don't see anything right now. I see Buck Walter named a finalist for NL Manager of the Year. Anthony Rizzo yeah. is going to be a free agent. Let me see. Let me see. SNY, SNY TV. Oh, never mind. It's five bold predictions for the Yankees offseason, but they started it. <laughs> they started it as Aaron Judge inks an eight-year 320. So that's the only thing that I saw on my screen. Oh my gosh. Well, free agency uh, doesn't start till five o'clock on five PM on Thursday. So you never oh, know. My bad. False false alarm. <laughs> false alarm. SNY Fake TV. News. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Well, You're I, I want to take a look at the I'm going to take a look at the schedule right now. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give my prognostication for what's going to happen at Patriots. They got to win that game. I think they should win that game. Bears. That's a W Vikings. I would give it a very close loss because just because they're at Minnesota, they could win that game. It's a winnable game, but I just think maybe it might be, might be a very close L at the bills. That's an intriguing game. That's my. That's probably what am I? I think it's hard to figure out with the Bills game yet because Josh Allen with his hurt elbow from the Bryce Huff yeah. strip sack. We don't know what we're mm-hmm. seeing here. I mean, so you know, the next. I think they said twenty four hours. We'll know more. So I think we got to. I think that prediction's got to be on hold until tomorrow. Yeah, and that's going to be huge if Allen's going to be if Allen's got a tear in his in his UCL. That's He's that's out Tommy for season. He, that's yeah, Tommy John surgery. For, he'd, he'd be out for season and into next season if that if that yeah. was something that happened there. Yeah, that's, but I don't that's, know. Elbow repairs. Issues, are... Elbow issues could be as simple as one one week week and a half injuries to you know almost two years worth of issues. So, well, that's the thing too. I mean, football motion throwing motion is much different than baseball throwing motion. Very much so. so he could be out just if if it's a, if it's, it's a for UCL if it's a UCL tear he's done for the year he'll be back next year if, if it's football if it's baseball he's out for two seasons yeah but I'm gonna actually yeah I'm gonna hold off on that Bills prediction until we find out what happened yeah we Josh. need more news on Josh Allen before we know what's going on there Lions that's a W Jaguars that's a W Seahawks that's a W that's gotta be I'm a, gonna w. Give it a W. <clears throat> And they haven't they haven't won in Seattle in a very long time. I think they break that streak. And then last and then the final week of the season in Miami. Hopefully by then, I, I would hope to think that they're in a playoff spot. And the way they played, they didn't play Tua, but they played the Dolphins and they still smashed them. And Tua's, Tua hasn't faced a pass rush like the Jets. Two a lot of these quarterbacks haven't played haven't played a pass rush like the New York Jets. The Jets are going to have to really, with the way Tua plays quarterback, the Jets are going to have to change things up quite a bit. They're going to have to, they're going to have to play a lot of press man. They're going to have to play a lot of press man. They're going to essentially almost have to get rid of zone coverage against Tua because Tua's whole game is predicated on accuracy and timing. You know, he's not going to beat you with the crazy deep balls. I mean, he underthrows everything that's over 35 yards away. 
So they're going to have to play very uptight on Waddle and Jacecki and, Ty- and Tyree Kill and really, really let that four-man pass rush feast on the Dolphins, uh, on the Dolphins uh, O-line. And the Jets, you know, they stomped on the Dolphins before, but I don't really remember them getting too many sacks on Skylar Thompson, you know? Like, he didn't have any turnovers or anything like that, and they didn't really, like – sack him very much the Jets just kind of ran away with it in the at then in that fourth quarter and just kind of dominated but you know but they got his face enough to disrupt him I mean he's at the end of the day he's still a seventh round rookie so I mean they didn't have to do too much more than than just you know make make life difficult for him they're gonna have to play two a very different than the way they were playing against you know they were setting up for Chetty Bridgewater and eventually Skylar Thompson yeah I'm not scared of two of but I will they give him sacked, credit for the way they played. Yeah, they sacked Skylar Thompson twice. They picked him off once, and they forced, uh, I believe they forced one. They they forced one fumble last uh, Skylar Thompson, which we saw that beautiful stiff arm of right. Quinn Williams on Tyreek Hill. And that's also one. Of, and that's also one of the sacks. So I mean. You know, you're going to have to do better than two sacks on two. You're going to have to make him very, very uncomfortable. You're going to have to make him scramble drill quite a bit and you're going to have to hope that sauce and dj reed can stay with hill and waddle long enough to make it very uncomfortable so i mean i get the dolphins defense is terrible like they're not good this year at all and their offensive line the last two games either their offensive line has not been very good either so to me the dolphins are kind of a the Dolphins are still a winnable game. I'm not their their offense can you know you can beat the crap out of these crappy defenses all you want, but the Dolphins, you know when you actually when it, when it comes to the end of the season, for a potentially playoff spot for one or both squads, you know this defense is going to be ready to shut Tua and them down, and we already did it once before, so we know that they yep. can handle Hill and Waddle. I mean, they're the only that's we're still the only game where Hill and Waddle didn't blow up. You right. know, again, Skylar Thompson. So I'm not going to go full blast here. But at the same time, I hate the Dolphins. So I'm also not going to give them much credit. That's so, true. You don't really do that. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I hate the Dolphins. I, 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 as much as I love the Jets, it's just as much as I hate the Dolphins. Yeah. So, so my, I would say my final prediction is. 11 and six. I think that's, I think that's about mostly everybody's prediction at this point is you're going to see, you'll probably see, you'll see one loss that you expect. Maybe Mm -hmm. Buffalo, if Josh Allen plays in Buffalo or maybe Minnesota or, you know, you know, in Miami, if Miami can, you know, you'll have, you'll have one of those losses. Another loss will probably come from a game you don't expect. Yeah. That'll be, Chicago or God forbid, you know, Jacksonville, if they somehow have uh, just a, a lucky week that week, that's what's going to happen. So yeah, I, I can see 11 and six. I can see 11 and six happening. I'm on the, I'm, I'm thinking we're more 12 and five though. I, I think we're at 12 and five. I really do. Yeah. I don't see any reason oh. why we can't win another six games out of the eight remaining because I'm not scared of any of these teams and the Jets can very easily go toe to toe with anybody. Right. Now the one thing I'm praying for, I'm praying, please God, injuries, keep them healthy. 
for real. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. That's been their bugaboo the last. That's been their bugaboo the last. However many seasons we've seen this team is injuries. They've remained, you know, for the most part, relatively injury free. Let's you know, bye week is a great week to rest up, get some get some healing in, and pray that you know they stay healthy for the rest of the year. That's, that's really all the biggest really factor. That's all we can really hope for. I mean, with the way the season's going, I mean, this, this, the, you know, the, the Jets fan mentality still in the back, like what's going to happen. That's going to completely take the wind out of our sails. Like the AVT and Brees injuries sucked and you felt the wind kind of get sucked out a little bit because of it. Yep. Especially the next week when they played new England. Yeah. You know, and that was, and again, yeah, if they had Brees and AVT, that game was over. Mm -hmm. That game would have been over. They would have definitely ran for more than 51 yards, and that would they would have been able to open up the defense a hell of a lot more. And Zach wouldn't have been so forced into making such terrible decisions, you mm-hmm. know. So we should be seven and two at this point. I mean, I man, if we had Brees in AVT, I honestly think that they'd be talking that, that everybody would be talking AFC champions that possibly for the Jets, not like and like in a more like not like maybe they can do it, but like they might be likely to do it. You know, like if AVT and Brees were still around, like they might likely are probably going to be could potentially like AFC champs. Like it might be the Jets in like Kansas City in that in that game. Right. If it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. But just just yep. just just can't have nice things all year, though. It just doesn't work that way. No, it's like yesterday with the with the whole uh, camp with the sky camp thing. You know, Roger Goodell's probably sitting in his office in New York and somebody's calling him <laughs> on, his, on, his, on his bat phone and saying, the Jets are doing well, sir. How, what are we going to do now? Unleash the sky cam. <laughs> light, light the fuse. Break the cable. <laughs> yeah. Unleash snip the Kraken. It, it. <laughs> I know. That was such yeah, a sky cam work. game. That was such horse shit. Unbelievable. Oh. Again, even, even Sala called it too. Only That would only happen to the Jets. Only the Jets. That would only happen to the Jets right there, where we'd have a what was it a four fourteen minute delay, fifteen minute delay, eighteen minute delay. Only only the Jets would get an eighteen minute delay after just running down the field on New England, looking very likely to put up points to only get stopped in that kind of way. I'm seeing not New England on Buffalo, so I mean that's just. Unreal. Oh, the Jets are doing. Again. Jets are doing well. Jets are doing well against the Patriots. What do we have them do? Uh, what, what do we do? Oh, uh, ran, uh, phantom uh, pass uh, roughing the passer. Ruff, no, random yeah. running roughing the passer penalty on a pick six. For real. Oh my god! Like, don't even get me started on that one. That's too. still I mean, infuriating I me. I get it. I get it. Like you're, they're gonna call that more often than not. So that is that still is on JFM. He's got to know better. Like, don't do that. Like, don't even put yourself in the situation to do that. But at the same time, like, such a game-changing play, like a pick six, like, at some point you got to, like, let them play some damn football. Like, you got to let them play football. That game, they should have picked that up. And and I'm hoping that the the owners being able to address something like that. I think they should – I I personally think – and this is the delay – this is a kind of a delay of the game uh, because you don't want to delay the game more. But I think – Pass, uh, pass interference, and roughing the pass for penalties—they should be reviewable. They need to. They're such game-changing. They're such game-changing plays. 
Like yeah. they need to be able to be reviewed to make sure the integrity of the refs are still in place. Absolutely. You know, by the or end hire full time or hire full time refs. No more of this part time. I'm an insurance agent during the week, but I referee NFL games on Sunday. None of that stuff anymore. Hire full time refs. You you are a multi billion dollar true company. You should be able to afford full-time refs at this point and also pay for your own damn stadiums. Yeah, for real. Taxpayers paying for billionaire stadiums so they get the yeah, cause we're Because we're, we're, we're not for profit. No, you're not. You're, yeah. pro, you're $50 billion a year. That's, that's nonsense. For real. <sighs> it is. Well, it really is. Dan, nice. Well, Dan, let's soak in the next two weeks of – of pure fun because this has been a fun season to watch. I mean, there's been, there's been moments this season where just like, what is going on? But primarily I'm having fun this year watching these jets. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm, let's just soak look, it in. Ultimately, like with the way the entire season is going, I'm having a blast. Like this has been as much fun as I can remember anything being for over the last 10 years, like by far. You know, it's it's a very there's no arguing anymore that the Jets are not a good team. And I don't care who you root for. I don't care how salty you want to be about it. You cannot argue the fact that Joe Douglas has done what he came to do. And he put together a squad full of young, hungry talent and built a culture that is built upon teamwork, family and grind. And yep. he's got the the coaching staff has come into place and is putting together excellent, excellent game plans week in and week out. You know, Salah got a lot of shit last season, but you know, they're just he he there was only so much still that Joe Douglas could do. It's very unfortunate Joe yep. Douglas had to draft for Adam Gase for two years. Ugh. Essentially. <laughs> you know. It just it sucks that McCagnan got the got the first draft and then Joe Douglas came in and then he had to draft for Adam Gase again, because I I honestly very one I honestly wonder how different the draft would be if Sala and them were already in place instead of drafting Gase type players, you know I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be very intrigued to see who we'd end up with at that point I don't think we'd have Becton I don't no. think we would have had Becton. I don't think Becton would have fit in truly to way Sala wanted to build the culture and the mentality and the, and, and, and the, the needs of the team. I think, it, I, I don't know. I just don't know. But all I know is Joe Douglas has put in the work and he should be definitely a, in the top three for executive of the year. Robert yeah. Sala should definitely be in the top three for coach of the year. Jeff Ulbrich. Jeff Ulbrich should probably win coordinator of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to go from 32 to top five, top three, depending on who you ask, quite possibly the best defense in the NFL. I don't even think mm-hmm. it's a stretch to say that at this point right now. So, I mean, it's just been, it, it's been an amazing, amazing season to watch and Jets fans have suffered uh, for a long time and we've been long, long overdue to have this type of a season and um, and really just to have this kind of brightness towards the future, you know, to have a, to to just to have a real brightness towards the future. It's just, it's just, there's just, there's just no doubt in it at this point. There's so many, so many young talented guys on this team that it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. 
it really is it really is pretty wild to me just how yep. how young and good this team is with Brees yeah. and Garrett and Sauce and and Zach and, and AVT and you know Max Mitchell and DJ Reed and and I mean you know Quan, not Quan um Quincy Williams, Quan- Quinnen, and Jermaine Johnson, and Michael Clemens, and like, yeah. you know, it's just it's just a beautiful mixture of of veterans, veterans that have won, and have Super mm-hmm. Bowl playoff experience, so they know the work ethic and what it takes to get there, compared to insanely, insanely talented youngsters. It's a beautiful roster. It really is. It's an it's an absolutely beautiful roster, and I and I, and I love yep. it. Yep. And hopefully they bring a title to this to this team. This fan base, this fan base deserves a title. This fan base we, deserves, for being fans of this team for as long as we've been fans of this team. I've been the fan of this team for over forty years. Dan, you've been a fan of this team for a very long time yourself. Very much. This team, they 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 desperately want to bring a Super Bowl title to this fan base. You could tell. Uh, the, the way that they they speak lonely about this fan base, and I, I hope they do it. If not this year, maybe within the next couple, maybe next year, the next couple of years. And Woody Johnson, for the love of God, please put a stadium in the what of New York City, please. For please. real, this is that's like Jets the fans one also that's like really one of the few things that's like killing it. Like that, you can't no more of the sharing with the Giants bullshit. Mm-mm. No, no more. No more. Mm-mm. Sign over your half of the stadium to the Giants. They can stay in MetLife Stadium. Put a damn stadium in Queens or Long Island or it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Just get the Jets their own damn stadium. It's it's heck, ridiculous. Heck, put them up here in Saratoga County. We'll, we'll host yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. plenty of farmland <laughs> for real put them just put a, just get a damn stadium in there and and yeah. hire a different architectural firm too. hire the ones that made the oakland raiders stadium hire those guys because the oakland raiders stadium looks sick it's just too bad it's for not the oakland uh, las vegas the las vegas raiders stadium is sick it's are you sure you want to look like a roomba huh are you sure you want to look like a roomba that thing looks insane. That stadium no, looks absolutely it, insane. Those are the two. Yeah, it's time. It's time. But we're gonna, we're gonna wrap things up here for Victory Monday. We've talked about the Jets for long enough. Um, I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for sleep. But Dan, where can people find you? Other than this podcast, you know, where can people find you? Or just if they want to say hi, let them know where they can find you. You can, you know, as usual, you can may- mainly find me talking shit to Dolphins fans on uh, at, on Twitter at Danny Smiles thirteen. Um, don't, you know, I'm, I'm more active on game days than anything else. But it also, uh, you know, <clears throat> that's just kind of my thing. I either, I love the Dolphins. I, I mean, I love the Jets and I hate the Dolphins. Whoa. So I'm either quoting <laughs> about my love for the Jets or I'm quoting about how much I hate the Dolphins. So it's one of the two. And everybody go vote tomorrow. Very important. Everybody go vote tomorrow. None of this sitting don't at home vote. missing the votes. You need everybody needs to vote. <clears throat> don't just go by the polls. Go out and nah, vote. Everybody needs you need to get out there and vote. I don't care who you vote for, but you need to do it. Yep. Yep. All right. And as for me, you can find me right here personally at who is Ryan MCC. You can find the podcast on 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and also on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. So we got our own address now for NoCreds is required on the YouTube. On the podcast side, Spotify, uh, I'm sorry, Spreaker is our home base. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, anywhere you podcast. Rate and review five stars. This many stars is preferred. Leave a review. I might even read it on the air. So for my dude, Sauce Goldstein, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for watching Victory Monday, the Victory Monday edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are always presented by Billy of Sports in association with Godzilla Media. I'll be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern to talk about the NFL uh, week nine. And Dan, you got something to say. Dolphins are trash. There it is. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and on bellyupsports.bellyup.tv. So thanks for watching. Enjoy that ice cream, Bobby. Johnny. Enjoy the ice cream, Johnny. Damn it. (laughs) Enjoy that ice cream, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, folks. Victory Monday! Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.